The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. This is Rev Jackie with Voices of Unity, and I'm so excited today to wrap up our month of healing. Our theme has been healing for all of August, and today I have my dear friend, my mentor, and um, spiritual guru, Reverend Myra McFadden. Thank you, and welcome to the show, Myra. Oh my goodness, Jackie, I feel like I should walk on water with all that, but I'll tell you what, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I should say welcome back to the show. You are a friend of the show. You've been on with me a, a couple different times. And it was really just just over, I think, just over a year ago when you were here your first time. And you had just uh, started your chemotherapy treatment for your experience with colon cancer. And now you are all complete with that. And so it's wonderful to have you back. Do you want to give us a quick update? Sure. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, it is great to be here. I, you know, I when I think about my whole healing experience, the cancer experience, I can't help but think about your, you know, your your radio show here. It's so powerful. It's so deep and rich, and so they're they're all blended together. And um, I did. I started chemotherapy. Um, found out I had cancer in March. Um, got it and then got it confirmed in May, I think. I don't know. I, I had um, surgery in, in March, um, just a regular colonoscopy, and then found out I had cancer. I saw um, an oncologist in June. And then um, after that, um, they started right away with chemotherapy at the, either the very end of June, you'd think I would know, or the very beginning of July. I mean, it was like within days of seeing the yeah. oncologist. Well, there were so many, so many decisions you were making at that time. (laughs) So, yeah, it was wild. It was the time of Unity's, um, um, you know, their annual convention. It was during that week last year that all that was happening. And then I completed chemotherapy um, the first week of January. So um, it's been a while and it's been a journey. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I can see you, of course, our listeners can't see you, but I can see that your hair is growing back and you, I mean, you just are the picture of health, which you always were. You never looked sick, you know, which is something I think everyone sort of prepares for because you went through like a very powerful chemotherapy treatment. Like it was full throttle. It was. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. My, my oncologist said that she said, I'm bringing it 
it all, all the way. And um, she wasn't joking. She really meant that. And we did, we completed all of the chemo treatments, which was unusual, she said. Most people don't complete all 12 um, treatments, but I did. And I was still standing at the end, a little wobbly, but still, <laughs> still standing. Yeah. It's still and, and mighty. I mean, just yeah, it was it has been really tremendous experience for me to to walk that journey with you and to see you at the strength. I mean, it was so inspirational. And so I, you know, there's no way I could have another month of healing without bringing you back in to talk about this because you know, you just walked so beautifully through that journey. So beautifully. And I know it has been an inspiration to many and you know, thank you for being so candid about your experience. Uh, on the show here with listeners, because I know it's such a common experience. And the more we can share, I think the experiences and the stories and also the faith practice through it, you know, the more we uplift each other. Exactly. You know, um, in unity, we have this funny a way of being sometimes because our intention is so much to live in spirit and to live from um, the divine of our beings. A lot of times there's a hesitancy to acknowledge that we're, we're experiencing a severe illness, certainly a life-threatening illness. I mean, I know ministers from the past that simply disappeared when they were, were ill. One of my very best friends did that. And then she passed from um, breast cancer. That was back in, oh gosh, I think it was 2004. And so, you know, but she certainly wasn't alone and, and it was meant, it was meant in the best of ways, but We've come a long way in unity and acknowledging our human and spiritual shared experience. And I think that as we do, it really is a healing, not only for the individual, but it's healing for everyone. It's not a failure yeah. to be ill. And that was the way it was seen before. Yes. Right. What are you holding in consciousness, consciousness that you brought this upon yourself? And there's so much blame and shame in that. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. There was, and then there was also this feeling of you've got to heal it. You, the ego mm -hmm. self, mm -hmm. have got to keep it. And, and oh my, what if you didn't heal it? Then you failed again. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was the belief because we know of so many healings. So the assumption was that, you know, if Jesus could heal others, if individuals could heal from illness, then certainly all of us can and should heal from our illnesses as if that is the only way to heal. Right. So a lot of pressure. Lot of it pressure. is a lot of pressure. Well, I'm going to kick us <laughs> off with our conversation with how, um, a little quote by Myrtle Fillmore, you know, our, our mother of healing in unity um, and yes. her book, How to Let God Help You. Chapter, let's see, it's in Roman, Roman numerals, but it's chapter 18, Your Wonderful okay. Body. Spirit is all. We are to bring the soul and the body into the Christ consciousness, the right use of all that God gives. Where would you draw the line between spirit and the material when there is no evidence that God has placed such boundaries? We see spirit manifesting in the flesh, in the centers of consciousness, and in the organs of the body as expressions of energy and substance. Let God carry out his will and way in you now. He needs your temple for the uses of his spirit and bringing God's kingdom into the earth. Oh, my goodness. 
And so oh, right there, she asked the question, yeah, where would you draw the boundary? And that's what, what you're kind of just talking about. Like it sort of used to be in unity that we would draw the line, right? That our spirit and our body were separate. And so our spirit should therefore be able to heal the body. But I love this quote because it kind of, it brings it together. Like God sees no such boundary. It's all the same, mm-hmm. which, which gives us, you know, I think the intention behind our healing um, is that because of our spirit, we can speak into ourselves, into our organs, into our body, but releasing the, therefore you have control. And so yeah. if you don't do it right, then you've messed it all up and, and you're a spiritual failure. Like we can pull some of that stuff apart. We really can. And, and, you know, when we also hold that we live in the now and that this moment is a holy moment, that this moment is my sacred experience. It's really not about what's going to happen in the future. Um, Great saints and great um, evolved beings, way more evolved than I really honestly think I will ever be, have gotten ill and gotten sick in their human experience, but perhaps not so much within their mind and in their heart. You know, their body may have gone through things. And so um, we have to look at the definition we have of sickness and hold healing in our heart and hold wholeness in our heart. And the other thing that we oftentimes forget, speaking of boundaries, is not only within myself, but it's between myself and others. I intuitively, and as clear as anything I've ever known, I intuitively and clearly knew that my cancer experience was not just for And so when I know that, and when I feel it from the very essence of my being, then I get that it's for all all of us in whatever way I can show up, in whatever way I can be present to be an inspiration, to stand in faith, to walk in faith for others as, as well. And then it's not at all about a failure and what did you do wrong and what are you doing wrong Mm. now? And you better hurry up and fix it because you've got to be cured versus healed. And where my healing happened was in knowing the truth, knowing that all all from my heart, my mind and my soul was truly not just words, but truly in divine order. Meaning Mm. God was fully present. Yes. Yes. The experience. Yes, that's so beautiful. And you you said the words um, cured versus healing, you know, and mm-hmm. I think there's an important difference in those two words because so often we want, you know, our prayers are about the curing. Like we want the illness, the disease, whatever it is to be cured, gone. And that is, you know, the measure of success or that is the measure of healing and what it means to be whole and healthy. And, um, and there's a difference between what it means to be um, in a state of being cured and in a state of healing. Yeah. Do you know what's so powerful about that is, is that when we breathe into our own wholeness and when we breathe into our own healing, the outcome, should there be a cure, so to speak, is the bonus. It's, it's, yes. it's not necessarily the one and only goal. It's like the bonus, you know, I mean, certainly our small self wants to be here and wants to be free from the pain and, and the trials, the tribulations that go with any serious illness. Certainly we want that, but 
everything is not about the goal. Everything is about this moment. And um, and I have to say, you know, I've been out of chemo now since the beginning of January. And my oncologist, Dr. Branda, told me that it would take six months um, to really get chemo out of my system. And that just told me how strong <laughs> those chemicals mm -hmm. were, right? Yeah. And how, and how deeply all of that chemo was embedded into my physical being. So that was um, the beginning of July. And, um, and I have to say that um, it was an interesting experience because I experienced um, a lot of side effects up through July and I still have some remaining ones, but nothing like I had, like you said, I have hair yeah. now. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a good yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> Prefer it. I prefer yes. it. <laughs> that's you know, that's no, a long time so... for it to, to work its way out, you know. It's but it just shows like, you know, and I remember oh speaking of how powerful the chemo was, I remember that time that there was um a leak in your bag. You had your, your bag that held the mm -hmm. chemo drip mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. it ate through the leather. It did. It that did. was yeah, stunning. Be... That was stunning. Yeah. It was shocking that it could eat through leather like that, but it it did. It uh, oh, I can remember that, and all I could think of was, so what is this doing? You know, whatever it's doing, it's doing it to all of my cells and all yeah. of my organs. How does it know not to just completely eat up my liver or eat up my kidneys right. or eat up my heart? I, I'll never really know or understand that, but it just shows me how powerful it was and how I could go from one day of um, walking to another day of really having very, very poor balance, you know, mm -hmm. and thinking clearly in one moment and then feeling a veil come over me like a fog where I couldn't connect the dots, couldn't connect the words, couldn't, couldn't even see. Um, when the veil would come down with um, the, what we call chemo brain, it's like I couldn't see and I couldn't put the words together and I, I just couldn't think and it would happen out of the blue and then it would disappear again out of the blue mm -hmm. and to live like that constantly is a, is really a phenomenal experience I have to say for yeah. someone who values speaking and talking and thinking sure yeah, well, and doing the work of ministry, connecting with people, and you know, and back to that idea of the of what the healing experience is, and you said, you know, to be in an experience of God, and that's that's like you said that to me years ago, years ago, probably eight, <laughs> nine, maybe even ten years ago, um, in a chaplain training, or maybe it was just one of our monthly mm -hmm. chaplain meetings, and mm -hmm. and your prayer was, you know, you were talking about it, We whatever the outcome, we let it be an experience of God, and that, like, those words just walk with me every day, and, and have, of course, taken me through many of my own trials and tribulations, but also they're words that I've shared with others that, you know, mm -hmm. that we, it's not about the outcome. We let the outcome be wh whatever it's going to be, you know, and, and that's maybe the, a little bit of that Buddhist influence, right? Of not, not attachment, right. but, but we let the experience be an experience of God. And that is so prescriptive without, uh, without, it's not one prescription, but it is a prescription that fits all because whatever yes. my experience of God is, it's mine. And, and whatever the circumstances are, that connection to the divine is mine and mine to have. And it's, and so there's no wrong way to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And and the other part about that is no matter where you are, if you are in the middle of a health experience, a health challenge, as we like to call it, wherever you are, wherever you've been, you can always turn to the presence of God within and you can have the experience of God right then and right there. And, and you know, uh, it's a phenomenal thing to have that experience because there, there's so many ways that any or all of us can feel vulnerable when it comes to healing the body. So many ways. And there can be such exquisite pain, confusion, mm-hmm. uncertainty. But to think and then to go beyond thinking, but then to go into the knowing and the surrendering into where is my experience of God right here? Sometimes it's in the surrender. Sometimes it's it's in the acceptance. Sometimes it's in the faith. But you will find it. You will find it if you are willing to ask the question if you feel disconnected. Um, and that is one of the, the greatest things I always learned is that no matter what is showing up in what I like to call the great whatever, no matter what, <laughs> what's showing up there, yeah. God can be found there. You know, yeah. it's, it's just humbling and also uh, magnificent, both at oh, the same Magnificent, time. yes. Yeah. Humbling and magnificent. Really? Oh, I feel that. I feel that with you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, our healing path isn't, you know, this wonderful straight line of ease and grace which is why we so often pray for ease and grace yeah but you know like you mentioned like sometimes you hit this veil and sometimes you felt wobbly and you know so it you know it's not like this was an easy experience for you you know and you know just from a physical perspective and i think it's so important to you know to bring that in that you know, whatever the experience is, and and even as we are living the fullness of faith or surrender or acceptance, mm-hmm. um, that still, you know, even physically, emotionally, spiritually, doesn't mean it's easy, you know, and so there's no. what we call the practice, you know, the spiritual practice, we use that word practice, because it's, we have to stay in that state of practicing, mm-hmm. connecting. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. But the thing is, um, it's true, it's not easy. I mean, you know, uh, but but it's also not as hard as it would be if we felt like we were all we had. If yes. I felt like I had to, you know, pull myself through and I had to use all my might. And I'm a very stubborn person. So <laughs> what? I have a lot of might. And I thought if I could just use that to get me through, I can assure you, I would have fallen and stayed there a lot It because... Um, cancer and other kinds of illnesses that are so so all-encompassing bring you to the very edge of your vulnerability and it leaves you there it leaves you there Um, and it's not about my mind and and my persistence and my ability to prevail but it was about constantly resting in and drawing from the strength of god and, um, you know, sometimes this is an interesting thing with healing. So often we think, think of God as principle, but you feel you feel the closeness, the imminence of God um, in these experiences. And not so much as God is as the creature, as a as the great father out in the sky, but God is this loving, 
nurturing, all-encompassing presence that literally wraps itself like velvet all around you. And with, um, I so often felt like a little kid with mm. eyes looking out at the universe and wonder, but I felt cared for, I felt held, I felt surrounded and enfolded, you know, oh, it just, uh, and sometimes I'm so busy and, and so big, you know, as an adult <laughs> and as a person that that feeling and that living experience, uh, brought, it just brought me home. Oh, it's so beautiful and so comforting. I love that you're bringing that because it's really, it makes that experience of the divine so personal which is what it's yes. all about, right? And that it's it's yeah. here, it's internal, it's within. And when we use words like principle, you know, to describe God, sometimes it can uh, sometimes it can be helpful in our mind, but mm-hmm. sometimes it also creates a disconnect with our emotions and with our heart. And so to really like bring that intimacy with God back back into the fold can that in and of itself, right, is a medicine. Oh my goodness, it's big medicine. It's yeah. really big. And we do oftentimes feel very small with these things that are so beyond our knowing and our understanding. And to know I can even bring that and meet God in that present moment and live there and rest there. It is that that's the homecoming. That's the homecoming. Oh, I love that it. Is so yeah. The homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, it feels so good. And yeah. it just, you know, it makes, you know, too, like we kind of started with Myrtle's words and it just, it brings them to life. You know, the homecoming, um, oh. you know, that, that kingdom here on earth, you know, that's, that's within, right? The kingdom of God is within. And so bringing that, that here, and even in the terms of kingdom, you know, there's a domain of which we, we are sovereign, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yet exactly. it's an intimate domain. It's, you know, it's, it's a divine, it's a divinity and it's, it's our, you know, with our own soul and our own spirit. And like the icing on top of that is that that's also how we connect with one another. Yeah. Very, very, very true. Um, very true. You know, I, it's so funny. I mean, I know that the whole cancer experience was frightening for people in my congregation. Yeah. Um, and yet it was exhilarating at the same time. Like you said, I, I, I could have looked much sicker. I, I never quit working. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't occur to me to quit working because I always felt the spirit of God and not like I didn't have options or opportunities. And as you know, yeah. I called you one yeah. time. What was it like? eight in the morning, seven in the morning, yeah. and you did the talk yeah. that Sunday because I just yep. could not put it together. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, it's not like those times didn't come, but I just felt like the spirit of God, not my will and my determination, but the spirit of God would, I would always ask what is, what is mine to do? And, and I would listen like, am I, am I to be at church on Sunday? Am I to do the talk on Sunday? Because back then we were meeting in person. You know? Right, so, right. So, so long so ago. Was, yeah, back, back when. And um, and I would always wait to hear. And at the same time, I had always ask, and if I'm just to rest the Sunday or just to whatever, I would do it. But when I didn't hear the direction to let it go, I, I knew. And sometimes, I'll tell you, I would be 
wobbling. I had a cane um, and I'd have help at times, sometimes if I was real wobbly and um, just, you know, standing and so on. But when I would get up to speak, it would be the spirit of God, that Holy Spirit would just fill me to the bones. And sometimes I wouldn't even know. I knew what my talk was, but I wouldn't even know exactly what I was saying because mm. it was yeah. just speaking and it filled me. And then as soon as I was done, it would be, oh, wow. And I would just have to breathe. And, yeah. um, and it wasn't a performance. It was the whole spirit of God moving through. Mm-hmm. It was, it was something I'll never forget because it happened almost every Sunday. Yeah. It was beautiful to watch. And it it felt that way. Like it felt, I mean, like we're watching you just being entirely like when we talk about being held in, you know, in love's arms, being like you were literally being held and, and just spirit moving through you. And it was such a precious, precious experience to, to witness that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very powerful and it was, you know, and that's what healing is. It's really about wholeness. Yeah. Living or in whatever way comes. And then the tremendous compassion mm-hmm. um, and embracing our vulnerability when it comes, when our wholeness invites us to go deeper through illness. That's, mm-hmm. you know, where we get to go. When our wholeness Sometimes invites us to go deeper it. through illness. Wow. Yeah. When it's our wholeness true. invites us to go deeper you know, through illness. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Deeper intense but so good well and I'm thinking back around to when um you know we were talking about ease and and easy and it is easier when 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 we're not just left to our own devices when we know there is you know something greater holding us when there is the presence of God holding us and and many times it just like as you know an outsider watching you it looked like you were just breezing through like this was just easy and yet I would know through conversations with you that there were days you really struggled and there were you know but but you're also your mindset wasn't like oh I'm suffering and I'm struggling there was there wasn't that mindset you were just like well this is what happened today that was interesting you know like this was interesting and you know and um and but you didn't attach to that you know, to those experiences, you just allowed them and you lived them, you, you know, without resistance, you just lived them and accepted them and acknowledged them, but, but, but then moved on with your day, which is mind blowing, you know, to one in one regard, you know, and maybe because if you're not the one living it, you know, because I can think of my own experience. Well, when I was in it, it's just what you do. It's just what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, and thank God, right? <laughs> thank God for oh, the presence of God. Definitely. You know, love is the answer. And so we're going to come back with Reverend Myra McFadden right after this break. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. 
Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. We're back with Reverend Myra McFadden, and we are um, having a wonderful conversation about healing, healing in the body and, of course, the mind. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's really interesting um, because if, if we listen to the small mind and we listen cancer, you know, and then a cancer that isn't, you know, stage three cancer is no joke with colon cancer. It's yeah. not funny. Mm-mm. It's not funny at all. And my mind could go through lots of things about that. And, um, and it had to go through lots of things and it had to move deeper into acceptance and surrender and, and the beauty of this day, because I honest to God, don't know how many days I'll have. And, and not from a, a feeling of lack, not like I better hoard them because what if I only have three years? Um, or what if I, you know, what if this somehow progresses and it just moves not from a hoarding every day you know kind of when I was a kid I used to hold my breath because I used to think we were all as human beings allotted only so many breaths in life that was my idea and so I thought if I hold some then I'll get to live longer when I get Mm -hmm. old well now I'm old (laughs) compared to being poor right (laughs) right and some other people would say I'm old too but anyway (laughs) how old I am now I'm old and anyway um, but I used to hold on to them like stop breathing Myra stop breathing hold your breath because you'll get more later you know like that and then um, but as I moved through this experience the colon cancer I just was so amazed at the moments and and you know my husband Lonnie he would look at me and, and he just had this goofy look on his face like like he would be staring at me like he didn't know who I was that happened a lot, by the way. And um, and I think it's because it's not how, how he would have done this. And he would tell me yeah. that if he had cancer, he would never could. He could never, I should say, I don't know about wood, but he could never imagine that he would have done the experience the, the same way. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I get that because I think if you're going to do it through your human self and your ego self, I honestly, I, you know, I, I don't. No, I think people just do the very best they can, but I do think they suffer yeah. tremendously in, in ways that are just unbearable. They're just unbearable. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Ooh, and the mind, you know, and it's interesting because we talked the first week, we talked about um, the wounds of the heart. And then last week we talked about wounds from religion. And of course, today we're talking about wounds um you know, in the body, literally healing with the Mm -hmm. body. And there's no real separation of that. And, you know, the mind kind of fits into every category, right? And and maybe more so in religions, you know, because there's that maybe abuse and oppression that happens in the mind. But um, the mind also is part of the body. And so much Mm -hmm. of, of how the mind responds is anchored in, you know, hormones or what the what the body is feeling if the body is suffering a lot of times the mind is also suffering um but you're really talking about you know lifting or sort of creating somewhat of a separation between the two experiences of how the mind is responding and thinking and reflecting on what's happening in the body and and not separating it in in that you know, like kind of how we talked at the beginning that the mind has all sovereignty and all authority to fix the body. 
not that kind of separation, but just in, in, in pulling apart, you know, my body is feeling this way and my body's experience is this. And, and how do I think about that? And, and how do I respond to my emotional feelings versus my physical feelings? I think the word that comes to me is freedom. That that what I experienced in my body and, and, you know, there were horrendous side effects and and they would come up out of the blue. They would just flare up and it would be one after another after another and then one would go away. And then two days, two weeks later, it would show up in full force. I mean, there 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 is a raging storm that is going on in the body in its efforts to rectify whatever has happened because of the cancer. And and so all of that is happening. And, you know, like any of us who have lived through any kind of terrible um, physical kind of situation, a tornado or a hurricane or anything that feels intense like that, um, your body cannot deny the experience. It is in it. Mm-hmm. But there is a freedom, kind of like a, a bridge. There is an and that's happening so it's not like you know it's a boundary that that erases the it's all that I am you know it's the only thing it's like I'm not only my body's experience there's a bridge that's the and and what happens in my mind and even what's happening in in my case it was also in my brain physically what was happening in my my brain there was so there were so many side effects happening in my brain mm-hmm. um, and and so there's another thing so it's not a separation but but it's a distinction of this is happening in my body and this is happening in my brain and my mind and mm-hmm. uh, the thing that brings it all together is spirit mm. what we really are above and, and beyond this mm-hmm. physical container with which we live and move and express ourselves. But, um, and so there's boundaries and then spirit surpasses those boundaries and there's freedom that happens in those boundaries. So, so it's multi-level is, I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what could we say to someone who's listening and is experiencing extreme physical pain uh, well the first thing that that you know that that I would just say not not so much um, from my head but from my experience is when I when I would hear that and see that and feel that and, and certainly feel it and see it with others is this feeling of just meeting in the heart not not meeting um, in the head just meet yourself in the heart and feel and pour love to yourself in the midst of that experience. I mean, it can be excruciating pain, excruciating um, physical symptoms and, you know, experiences, and to just meet yourself in your heart. And when you do, the fear that you you have is met with love. The Mm -hmm. uncertainty, the lack of control, um, all of that is met with love. And as we know, when we meet any any feeling, any experience, anything like that, with love, love transforms. Yes. So we're not getting rid of it. We're not denying it in a 
false way, pretending it doesn't exist. But we actually, in a way, um, we practice our principles because love is the healing balm. It is the strength of who and what we are. And when I can meet anything like that with love from deep inside myself, that's where I get to know that love is greater. That's mm -hmm. how I get what those words mean. Love is greater. And oftentimes when you're in the middle of all that, like there were times I had to crawl on the floor because I couldn't walk. Or there were times, you know, the pain and the numbness was so bad that it was like torture, um, you know, like frostbite that was screaming, those kinds of sensations. I would just meet that feeling and meet my person, meet your person with love. And, and love doesn't have to fix it. Love doesn't have to have all the right answers. Love doesn't have to do anything, but just. Just its presence, just its presence heals the body. And in those moments, those edges just soften just a little bit around them. And, and some of those anguishing um, experiences subside just a little bit differently, a little bit softer. But just meet yourself in the heart with love. And then when you're wailing away, I'm tired of this, I'm sick of this, I can't do this one more day. I don't know what else to do. All of that stuff that's kind of yelping and screaming inside. Meet it with love. Meet it with love. And and through love, you create a space. After, after a while, you create a place, a space of silence, of peace. And that's where the voice of God comes through. Or the experience of God comes. And sometimes what I would hear is just rest, you know, which I knew mm. meant don't try so hard. Yeah. I would hear just rest, you know, or when it would be like, oh my God, I've got so much I really want to do. And da, 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 da. And oh, but I can't walk. I can't, ugh, yeah. I couldn't drive. I would hear that voice when I would wrap it in love. I would feel myself and I would hear just rest or I would hear things like, let it be, or I'd get a direction to call somebody. Or for me, I would hear, take a bath. <laughs> and that's the thing yeah. I would do. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I would do. I'd sit outside and I'd watch the birds once again. And, and, mm -hmm. and that's, it's personal because it's, it's not the same road answer to everyone. Right. But love will come to you in your, your right and perfect life. Mm, oh, so beautiful. Well, and I love that because um, you didn't talk about love coming from another person. Mm -mm. You know, you talked about love coming to and through you and that being the healing bomb and, and, and being with that. And that's, that's, you know, I think you, you need to start writing prescriptions. I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> these are the kinds of prescriptions we need, right? Yeah, we <laughs> do need them and I will tell you I promise they heal and they work yes they, they work work they do work mm -hmm. and you know it, it's like that I think was the is it the Dalai Lama quote I mean I may be misattributing this but it's like if it you know is um to apply love and if that doesn't work apply more love so I just butchered that but you know what I'm talking about 
It's, I do know what you mean. And I don't know. Who it's really it. what you said. It's just what you said, but, but it's, you know, then applying more love, you know, and, um, it's and it's not, and, it, and, and really not saying that like in a, a woo woo way that shirks any kind of other responsibility. Um, you know, you were still undergoing chemo treatment. You were still, you know, consulting with, you know, the, the medical professionals and allowing, you know, God, let God be in the medicine. Um, but that, that also is that then that doesn't just fix everything. That's not the entire picture of healing. And so there was still the spiritual aspect that you're still working with and all of those practices to, to apply, um, to your moment by moment daily living. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It, it exactly. And, and, and somebody else might hear it differently and might hear different things that are attuned to them but the experience of letting love in and letting love surround you and just wrap around and fill you in that moment again you're not looking for a cure to the symptoms even let alone the cure to whatever the ailment is you're not looking for a cure you're just opening to that presence really of God that is love and you don't even have to call it God you just let love in and um, and from there, it's funny, but what ha happens is you start building a strength from inside. Mm -hmm. And then you start knowing things that you wouldn't otherwise know. You start knowing, I'm okay. I'm going mm -hmm. to be okay, and I am okay. And whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. Not a platitude to calm the fretting mind. Right. Not not a plan that somebody else tells me because they need to know right. I'm going to be okay. But you start knowing that on a deep level. I'm really okay. I'm really yeah. okay. And so important because so many people do not survive a cancer experience. So many people, their healing comes in physical death. And, um, and we, we see that all the time. And so, you know, certainly in, in lots of other illnesses or, you know, accidents and, and such things. So it's not, you know, it's not a, a way of, again, back to, I just, in case anyone didn't listen to, you know, from the beginning that we, we need to bring back into the conversation that it's not about blame or shame or guilt or, or a, a way of doing it right. That, you know, it, the doing it right means that we are applying that, that healing balm of love, that doing it right is that we are allowing um, that experience of God in and through each moment, but it's not about the outcome. Yes, ex exactly. And when we can live and breathe in this moment, when we can do that as surrender and as open as we can, um, and how I do it will be different than how somebody else does it and how they experience it. And the same is true, you know, um, there is no contest. There is no, there's nobody's doing it better, but when you, when you, your spirit, your soul is calling out um, in those moments of deep anguish that come from a need for healing. It really is true, you know, that, that you know, I think about so many scriptures that tell us that love is the greatest of all of these. Love is the greatest of, you know, faith, hope, and love. Love is the greatest mm -hmm. of love, love, love. I mean, love, and it's true in, in just about anything. <laughs> yes. Experience, but it's clear true in our body and whatever that outcome is you know whatever it is in our body um so for sure you know um i 
you know, right now, I mean, I don't really know what the outcome is for me down the road. I won't, won't know until I get there. All I know is that so far in the experience um, since the chemo ended, um, so far, um, my doctor has said we have spots and different things showing up here, there, and everywhere, you know, and, and um, but, I, you know, if I quote her, she says, no cancer to worry about right now. You know, we have things mm-hmm. we're watching, we have things we're looking at in my brain and in my kidneys and in my something else. I don't know, kidneys, my brain, my kidneys. See, this is what I mean, how I'm so right. not attached. Yeah. I can't even tell you. I think maybe in my liver, I think, I think, yeah. But I'm so, I'm aware. And there are times when, you know, when that news kind of hits me and then I have to be with it. And it's like, wow. I, I mean, sometimes I had would have a longing, like, wouldn't I just love to go for my quarterly checkup and scans which I'm actually going to do later today shortly Mm -hmm. as soon as we're done I'm going to go for my scans again and have a doctor visit tomorrow uh televisit but anyway my personal self would say wouldn't it be great to hear what there are no new spots we're watching there's no weird things we're looking at there's no whatever and we didn't find more but um that hasn't been my experience so far so I'm very very aware that I have things we're watching that have to be watched closely in case they turn into cancer. Um, I'm very, very aware of that, but not so aware that I'm feeding on it. That's why I forgot. Yeah. I think it's my liver. Right. right. I'm not so focused on that and the fear that could come with that and the story I could create about that. But I clearly have a hard awareness of that. You yeah. know, it's not, not just in my head. I do have a feeling awareness of it. Um, And so I don't know, you know, I don't know what's to come. Um, I know we watch everything every three months and we do scans every three months and we pay very close attention to the littlest things that are there. Um, And today, this is where I am. I don't know what the cure is, but I do know love. Mm -hmm. Love is the elixir. And love is what makes the difference. And that brings faith and it brings peace. I love it. Love is the elixir and it brings faith and it brings peace. Yep. That's so beautiful. So I wish we could bottle it. (laughs) I wish we could bottle it and just give it away, you know, but, but that's actually how it works, right? It's bottled up in each of us and it's just, you know, waiting to be shared and within our own spirits and, and with one another. And and that's the beauty of it. And it's an infinite wellspring of love and faith and peace that we have access to an infinite wellspring. And, and it's a choice, which brings us back to what you said, freedom, you know, it's, yeah. There's a freedom in that. And, you know, rather than being bound up by an experience of illness or sickness or pain of, you know, having an experience of freedom in that and in spiritual freedom and emotional freedom. You know, I, I wondered, I've wondered as I was kind of planning these um, three episodes around healing is um, that, and since you're a psychotherapist, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, the, you know, there are, you know, mental disorders and, you know, conditions that that we experience as, as humans, as people, and they're in the body, and they're in the mind, 
And, you know, yes. and I wonder if we should just spend, we have a few more minutes left, if we should spend a little bit of time acknowledging those experiences. And especially, you know, in the midst of this pandemic, I mean, suicide in this country, suicide rates are just astronomical and, and higher in different, you know, demographics, you know, the LGBTQ community, especially the trans community. Um, and right now, I know a lot of people with depression are suffering and, and suicide rates are higher and, you know, so let, let's talk a little bit about that because that's in the mind as well. And so when we're talking about, you know, having the mind help it to position us as we're dealing with healing, I think it's really important to bring that forward. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, so often and so many of those things that happen, I mean, the mind is a part of our body and it and the mind is also organic, you know, like with depression and with anxiety and, and um, certainly mental disorders, things like that, those kinds of challenges and afflictions, a lot of them are actually organic. And then when they aren't necessarily organic, perhaps it's situational, perhaps it's, you know, um, secondary to something else that's happening, whether it be something collectively like the pandemic or it could be something very personal and very psychological. And so we could experience those kinds of things that ultimately can lead someone to feeling and acting on suicidal thoughts and ideation. But even so, with all of that, I think um, it's interesting in spirituality because so often we can oversimplify those kinds of situations. You know, we can oversimplify, well, depressed, well, just don't think like that or stop being negative or, you know, well, stop being fearful if, if you're anxious, you know, well, you know, it just means you're not evolved enough or you're not focused enough on God. And and they're very, very, very real uh, situations. And so what I would say is the first thing you want to do is is really be honest with yourself. What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? How is it affecting me? Um, it, it's not a, not merely, I, I use that word lightly, but not merely mind over matter. But, um, you know, when those kinds of experiences, which are all encompassed, when they come into our minds and, and then they come into our bodies and they start to take over how we think and feel as human beings, then it's time to, to reach out for help. And that is the bravest, boldest thing you can do is don't be alone yes. with those thoughts or yes. those feelings or those experiences. Um, do, do not be alone. You know, talk to people that are wise, people that are um, educated, people that are knowledgeable. But, you know, take all the courage you can muster and reach out. Um, and then this goes goes back, Jackie, to what we were talking about earlier about no guilt, no shame, you know, right? nothing yes. like that about this experience. If I am feeling, you know, overwhelmed or depressed or withdrawn or so angry or, or so anxious or so terrified, don't just suffer alone. Mm -hmm. Reach out for help and, and listen to the wisdom and the knowledge of others so that you're not alone with it. And then move into, as you do that, move into that sanctuary of love that resides within you. But these experiences are as real as a physical condition that we 
primarily, you know, we might equate with just being physical, like um, diabetes or cancer or heart. They're just as physical and just as real. Um, and, And so compassion, love, and the wisdom and the courage and the strength to reach out especially in these days when we're already so isolated. Yeah. But the last thing we want to do is let shame or guilt or the false idea that I have to do it alone or it's no big deal. Right. We have to let those thoughts and ideas not rule our actions. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many suicides would never happen if people would reach out before they get to a point where reaching out is no longer a viable um, thing that they can do, you know, so you have right. to get when when you're still questioning, should I or could mm-hmm. I, that's the time to act. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I just thought it was important for us to bring that that forward because like you said, there's often so much shame, you know, wrapped up around mm-hmm. around that and um and sometimes um lack of compassion, you know, for people who have you know, those kinds of disorders that they're working with. Um, there's a lot of judgment around, well, why can't you just be happier, you know, for people with depression? And and, yeah. and so it adds, you know, relational stress and, and I think which contributes to that isolation, which, you know, right now in the pandemic is we're all feeling, you know, a measure of that. So I just want to bring that forward. And, and, and again, again, the healing balm is love and it's not love that we have to find in other people. It's love that we have access to within that divine love. So thank you so much, Myra, for being on the show. This always, the time always flies by with you and which is such a gift, a gift (laughs) to me. And I thank you so much for your wisdom and your witness and your heart, your loving, loving heart. Thank you. I, couldn't be more delighted. Thanks for having me. I love being had this way. And, <laughs> and, um, and anything, anything I can do or say that might be a support for others, I am more than happy to do my part. Thank you again. You are so wise and so loving in all the ways you bring forward these tremendous, these tremendous, tremendous this conversation so thank you for being you as well jackie oh thank you so much thank you so much for that so until next time tune in and tune up in spirit Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.